Welcome to Becoming Referrable, the podcast that shows you how to become the kind of advisor people can't stop talking about. I'm Steve Wershing. How do you find new clients? And how do you guarantee that your first interaction will be meaningful, help establish a relationship, and start you down the path to converting them into a client? Our guest today will describe some of the tools and strategies you can use to, as he says, know more. In fact, he's kind of the king of no K-N-O-W, more selling. Sam Richter is a Hall of Fame speaker, a top 15 virtual presenter, and has become famous for showing people how to learn vital information about prospective clients before you meet them, enabling you to provide value the moment you get together. We discuss strategies for using the common search engines to turn up things that you may not have realized you can know. But did you know that only 5 or 10% of the internet is accessible by Google? We'll talk about some of the other ways you can do research as well. And what role does research play in your referral strategy? When you get a referral, what preparation do you do before that person comes in? Or do you just wait for them to come and have a conversation at that point? Well, there's a lot of value that can be had by knowing some things about that person before they show up in your office. And once you know, Sam helps us understand how to comfortably wind that into the conversation you had, increasing trust and confidence and the likelihood that they'll want to sign on as your client. We'll talk about what kinds of searches are helpful and which cross over the line and can jeopardize a budding relationship. And stay through to the end because Sam provides a special offer on an Intel engine he designed that leverages the power of multiple search engines. When I first saw Sam speak, I could not write fast enough to keep up with all of the great ideas he had to share. Well, luckily, you'll be able to listen to this podcast episode over and over so you won't miss any one of them. So let's get right to our conversation with Sam Richter. Sam, I'm so happy to have you back here. Welcome to Becoming Referrable. Well, thank you. It was uh, wonderfully wonderful to get referred back to you again. Yeah, <laughs> Always great to talk with you. I can't wait for this. Yeah. Well, once you're in, you you can never leave. It's, it's all right. Hotel California all over. But uh, <laughs> we look. We really wanted to talk to you because I know you're you're continuing to evolve sort of the work that you do. And and you know, I was thinking you're you're involved in so many different things, right? Including the work that you do as a speaker, which I know is a big part of, of your business. But as I looked at all of the work that you're doing, it seemed to me at least, and correct me if I'm wrong, that really at the core is just this this need to learn more about and to understand clients or, or prospects. Is that is that a fair characterization of the, the work that you do? Yeah. And I think we can really sum it up. I mean, um, if we... I don't know the number. I should probably do a Google search on this or better an Amazon search. But I think it's safe to say that there's been over a million books written about sales and relationships. I, I think that that's probably a safe number. And it's probably more than that. But what's, what's crazy is, yeah. you know, every book I've ever read on and every video and every course I've taken are still based on some of the the constructs, if you will, that Dale Carnegie first wrote in 1920 in how to win friends and influence people. Mm. And I think it's one of the greatest sales books of all time in relationships books. And, um, you know, Carnegie has a, has a saying in there. And he says, the sweetest sound in the English language is the sound of someone's name. And I'm going to modify that for today's world, where theoretically, within 
20 seconds on a mobile device, anybody can access ever every word ever written in human history. Think about that for a second. Yeah. So I believe in today's world, the sweetest sound in the English language is the sound of someone's name based on what they care about. People are massively passionate about themselves. And yet so many people go into a sales call, a prospect meeting, even an existing client meeting, and they only end up talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. The number of, you just mentioned I'm a professional speaker and I'm also a best-selling author. Okay. I'm not, I, there's a real, I'm humbly telling you that. That's not a <laughs> Okay. Here's the reason I'm telling you that. The reason is I still get 10 calls or emails a week saying something along the lines of, Sam, as a best-selling author, have you ever thought about turning your intellectual property into a speech? Like, Stop on my website. Everything it says is National Hall of Fame speaker. I can't do what I'm doing. Or I get the opposite. As a professional speaker, have you ever thought about writing a book? Yeah. It's just like, come on. Yeah. And, and, and all you have to do is just know people are massively passionate about themselves. So st- Stop talking about yourself and talk about them. And it's amazing how you can build relationships, which then, as you two know, that becomes referrals and referrals beget referrals. It's not rocket science. So if you you assumed that, you know, I think most people would agree. When you put it that way, Sam, I think we can agree um, that it's a good idea. So is the problem that you see for advisors either that, they just keep talking about themselves maybe, or that they just don't have the information to have a different kind of conversation, or is it both of those things? I think the answer is both. And obviously it's going to differ for each individual. Um, you know, what, what we found, especially in the virtual era, we're not, you know, when you, when you get together for someone over lunch or over coffee as a prospect, you feel the, the, the need to spend an hour with somebody because you know, they're buying you coffee, they're buying lunch. Mm-hmm. And so you can engage in small talk. Uh, but think about in our virtual world today, nobody's going to do that. They're going to give you 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and so knowing that as sellers, as advisors, we feel the need to talk about our super duper asset allocation model formula that nobody on the planet knows how to do but us and we can get you you know the etfs and insurance and you know nobody cares they don't care (laughs) about that but but yet that's how we focus uh unfortunately some advisors think they're they're natural people and they, they don't need to do any homework because they're really good at asking questions well in my opinion if you know a little bit about somebody and you can that's the first words out of your mouth I think you gain the second most powerful word in sales. And that word, the first most powerful word in sales is obviously it's two words. It's I'll buy. But the second most powerful word in sales is the word permission. And when you know something about somebody, you gain permission to ask those next questions. Let me give you an example. Um, So, Julie, we're meeting over Zoom. I'm an advisor. I've been referred to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Hi, Julie. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your family? It's like fine. It's not a bad question, right? Yeah. But what if I said something like, hey, Julie, you know, before we dive in, I, I, I recently read that um, article in the local, you know, Poughkeepsie Journal about your um, your kids winning that, you know, getting the full scholarship to Yale. You know, you must be so proud. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Right. Do you see the difference? 
um, all of a sudden you're impressed. You, you are like, wow, the guy did their homework. You open up that, that brick wall that's always there between buyer and seller starts to melt away and you gain permission to ask those more challenging questions. Well, and Sam, if I could reinforce that a little bit, you know, it, uh, even, even more than that, it's not just, you know, starting the conversation in a way that engages them, but it's getting the permission, as you say, to get the conversation in the first place. I'm sure that that you, like a lot of our listeners, are, are you know, we get voicemails all the time from wholesalers and from other folks saying, hey, I'd like to spend a couple minutes getting to know a little bit about your business. And it's like, I don't have time to tell you about my business. Yeah, exactly. I've got, I've got seven to-do lists. But if somebody called and said, hey, Steve, you know, just like you said, you know, I just noticed that, you know, you accomplished this or that, and I think I have something that will help you. Okay, well, at least I'm going to listen to that voicemail. Exactly. So, hey, Steve, I just read that article in the Business Journal where you were really talking about uh, your expansion into going into qualified plans, especially self-directed options. I, I, I threw the paper down on the floor and I knew I immediately had to contact you because I have 30 years of experience helping advisors just like you accomplish that goal. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. That, that's, that's a call I would return. And so when you talk to advisors in particular about this, Sam, again, where do you see the big gaps for them? Is it that they don't have a plan to do the research? Is it they don't have the tools? Is it, I mean, what, what, where do you, what do you think we need to solve for here? Well, I think we need to make it quick. I mean, everybody thinks that Google is awesome and Google is awesome. <laughs> but if I go in and type in uh, Joe Smith, I'm going to get, 80 million search results. And right. so people get overwhelmed. Well, is it the right Joe Smith? And yeah, it's just, it's, 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 well, first off, it's a mindset. The first part's a mindset that says, you know, I, I know I'm a busy person, but I'm going to take at least three minutes. And by the way, it shouldn't take more than that. I'm going to find at least, take at least three minutes to find something about this individual. Now, again, if you're calling on a retired teacher, there might not be anything there. So I might find something about their city, something about their former workplace, current workplace, but something, because I'm going to, I'm going to have the mindset that in every conversation, the first words out of my mouth are about the other person. And so uh, uh, I'm going to have that information. Um, and so how to do it, and the good news is it's, it's simple, but how to do it is important. How to access the information is important. Combine that with the mindset that this is you know, is going to help move that that prospect further down the the, the sales uh, continuum. Um, I think it's the it's it's the combination of those two, but it is a mindset. It is a mindset change. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. And and let's also relate it specifically to referrals, if we could, because that's sure. you know I think that's where it gets real interesting. So um, you've been referred, and you know I uh, I. I took a look at your website before we got together and I like what I saw there. And so, you know, you're either, you know, about to dial into the Zoom meeting or call me on the phone or, you know, if, when when this is all over, you're going to be sitting in my lobby. Um, you know, you could just you could just take that meeting and then start the conversation based on the referral. But, you know, but there's another way that that uh, that you might approach that. Do you want to describe? Yeah, certainly. So let's say that, that, that Steve, you're my prospect and you've been referred to me We'll just make up a name, uh, Joe, who's your golfing partner. The only thing that Joe told me is you're a pretty good guy and you're, uh, you're, you're really, you're, you're, you're above average at golf, but your short game needs a little bit of work. That's all he told me. All right. Um, salient gonna, points. Yeah. Right. So, you know, as what you, you want in an advisor, right? Exactly. As you can tell, I, I did my homework. No, I, I but, um, <laughs> so 
instead of just saying, hey, Steve, you know, your buddy Joe referred me, would love to talk with you. It's the conversation is going to be more like this. It's going to be, hey, uh, uh, Steve, your buddy Joe, I know your golfing partner uh, referred me. And, you know, he, he told me what an awesome guy you are and what an intelligent and, and really amazing um, entrepreneur you are. So, you know, I, I took the liberty of doing a little homework. I found that article in um, in Financial Advisor magazine about your coaching practice and you know, I'm making this up right now, but, um, it, it, wow, it was really impressive. And, and I really love how you've, um, pretty much it, it appears to me, um, really transformed your entire business in this COVID age. And, and, uh, I just want to tell you how impressed I am with that. And we'll, if we have a few minutes, I'd love to learn how you did it. You see the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Is, and, is, it's just, it. And, it and, just, you, and you said it, you said it quickly there, but I, I'd love to ask you to go back and reiterate yeah. this thing that you do, because I think it's, I think it's such a great, I think that every, I think everybody should incorporate this so that they can use it as part of the portfolio of what they say to people. And you started with, um, you know, before I meet with somebody, I do yeah. a little homework. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so I'll give you the language I use. Yeah, it's a yeah, little yeah. corny, you know, it's a little corny. It, so obviously modify it for all the listeners, modify it how you want to do it, but it works every time. And it goes something like this. The first part, Hey Steve, before I meet with people, I like to do a little bit of homework. You're a busy guy. I don't want to waste your time. Well, just that alone differentiated me from 90, 95, maybe 99% of the salespeople you've ever met with before, talked to before. It's like, whoa, somebody did their homework, which again is, it's amazing to think that nobody does their homework in a world of infinite information, but it's true. Okay. Now here's the thing. Even if Joe referred me to you three weeks ago, when we called to set up the zoom call or the coffee meeting or hopefully someday the in-person lunch. Um, you're like, yeah, I'll meet with you. Joe's a cool dude. When you saw my name on your calendar for an 8 a.m. coffee this morning, what was going through your head? It's like, oh my God, do I seriously need to meet with this guy? I've got to get the dog to the vet. I've got to, I got to prepare for that board meeting. Oh, fine. It's an eight o'clock oh, financial advisor, whatever, but it's too early to cancel. So you show up. And if I start talking about my asset allocation models, what are the thoughts going on in your head? It's like, when's this guy going to go away? I got to get to the debate. I got to get to the, what am I going to do with the board meeting? That's the small talk going on in your head. Sure. So here's the next magic phrase. Steve, before I meet with people, I like to do a little bit of homework. You're, you're a busy guy. I don't want to waste your time. And guess what I found? What do you think happens 100% of the time when I say, and guess what I found? Exactly. Uh, what'd you find? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever small talk was in your head, I just completely snapped you out of it, didn't I? Right. Yeah. Right. You know, hey, I see you're doing this really cool podcast. It's uh, really impressive. I listened to a few episodes and, you know, specifically that episode with that crazy Richter guy. You know, um, that was life changing. That was life. It was it was incredible. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and then I say this. So here's what I found. And then here's the next magic phrase. Can you tell me a little bit about that or some variation of it? And then here's the next magic tactic. Be quiet. <laughs> Let the other person tell you about it because they're going to share so much information that you would never have gotten previously. Now, this can be a simple search on someone's LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. You know, you do a search. You find out that they played uh, Division Three college basketball. You know, hey, Andy, before I meet with people, I like to do a little bit of homework. You're a busy guy. Don't want to waste your time. Guess what I found? I saw you were the captain of that, uh, you know, University of St. John's basketball team. That's really cool. 
you know, I don't run across a lot of college basketball players in my, in my uh, line of work here. Can, can you tell me a little bit about that? And then you be quiet. People love to talk about themselves and they're going to share a lot of information about themselves that then you can align with relevant experiences in your life. And that's really the goal here, by the way, because people buy, if you think about it, if, I, if, if you could see me right now, I'm making two circles. I'm making a circle with my pinky and index finger on each hand. The one on the left hand is what, what is going on in your client's world that they care about. The one on the right hand is the solutions that I provide. I'm going, now crossing those circles together and there's a little space in the middle. The only time a sale ever occurs is when those two intersect. When what the other per, what your prospect care about cares about aligns with the solutions you provide, and if we can bring that, to, you know, if we can show the other person that we care, we ask good questions, we gain permission to ask good questions. You will be able to figure that out in the conversation. And instead of talking about asset allocation models, you quickly learn that this individual really cares about his children going to college, and he's got two parents that he's going to have to support because they didn't do a very good job with their retirement planning. So that's what we're going to focus on. Oh, and by the way, I've helped 17 other clients with those exact same problems. So I'm going to share with you, not their names, but the solutions that I did for those folks because I've done it before. That's where this takes you. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to make you an offer in the meantime. This is Steve Wershing from Becoming Referrable. You know, with everything that's changed over the past year, your clients' needs and priorities have changed as well. How has their outlook changed, their goals? What do they think of how you, what you've done well during this trying time and what can be improved? A virtual client advisory board will give you those insights and more. Our proprietary system will teach you who to invite to your board, how to invite them, the best questions to put on the agenda. We'll facilitate the meeting and give you five deliverables. Just send me a note, steve at theclientdrivenpractice.com and put cab, that's C-A-B, in the subject line and I'll send you my free report, seven tips on making your virtual client advisory board a success. Ask us about our virtual wine tastings, too. Send me a note at steve at theclientdrivenpractice.com and put C-A-B in the subject line. I, I find that some of this language you've used is, is so important to me because, the, the, I mean, just, again, Steve, I think you were kind of pointing this out. The fact that you just said, hey, I did some research, because that doesn't sound stalkerish and weird, right? It's not mm-hmm. like... Hey, hey, Sam. So I saw you're a basketball coach. <laughs> hey, I was looking at your Instagram yeah, photo. I was nice. Following you this <laughs> weekend, and I couldn't help but yeah. notice. <laughs> so you know, I, I do think there's just some some nuance here that feels really really comfortable. And you mentioned going on LinkedIn, which I think is you know it's it's going to provide some information, but. If, if somebody wanted to dig a little deeper, is, is there certain information that you think is really important for an advisor to find in advance of that meeting or ideally find? Sure. Yeah. So one that I always, especially when you're calling on high net worth individuals, um, there's a number of websites for this. You can uh, uh, Google, you know, political donations, um, but go find where the person's donated politically. And most of your clients probably haven't, but the higher net worth they they are, the, the more likely that they've donated politically. Why is that important? Because sometimes knowing what not to say is maybe more important than knowing what to say, especially in today's environment. I'll also do things like um, put somebody's name in quotes. When you put somebody's name in quotes in a Google search, you're telling Google that the words must be treated like an individual 
um, entity. Uh, otherwise, you know, if I type in Joe Smith, I'll get every website in the world with the word Joe in it and every website in the world with the word Smith. So I'll pull up results from Joe Anderson and uh, and Sally Smith, but Joe Smith within quotes. And then I'm going to put in um, a donation or or in all uppercase, a space before and after the or. When you do that, the words that come after the or, you're telling the search engine, give me this or that. So I might do Joe Smith within quotes, donation or donor or annual report, put annual report in quotes, just try different phrases. What I'm looking for is to see where you've donated money or time to a nonprofit organization, a religious institution, or an educational institution. Why? Because I instantly know your core values and what's important to you and your family based on where you donated. Um, now, again, now something that's really important, you never find information and state it as fact because you could be wrong. Right. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, hey, hey, uh, congratulate. You know, I really appreciate that you donated to the uh, Animal Humane Society. Oh, I get that all the other that all the time. That's the other Joe Smith. No. <laughs> right. You know, right. Hey, I was I doing a little bit of Yeah, right. Exactly. I was doing a little bit of homework and guess what I found? You know, I, I was looking around. I'm, I'm not sure that it's you, but um, are you are you the big donor to the um, annual fund at the Humane Society? Well, when you ask a good question, you're going to get a good answer. No, that's not me. I donate. To, I donate to the American Red Cross. Great. What did I just learn? That you donate to the American Red Cross. The other thing that's really key, Julie, is, and this is really important. Sometimes you're going to find information that's just not appropriate to share. Right. Right. You know. Hey, congratulations on the second divorce and the third bankruptcy. <laughs> I'm it right this time. <laughs> but um, let me ask you: When you know something, because this has both happened. This has happened to both of you. I can guarantee it. When you know something about another person and they don't know that you know it, how does it make you feel? Confident. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I, I don't know the, the physics behind it, but I th there are electrons that flow between people's brains and it's happening right now, even across this, this internet. Uh, when, when you are confident about yourself, the other person picks up on that. People like to do business with people who they like, who they trust. And that confidence, that li those little things really add up to the big things. And so just because you have the information doesn't necessarily mean that you need to use it. And you don't have to state facts. Use it to ask questions. So you're going to look for donor information. We're going to look on their LinkedIn profile mm -hmm. uh, to see what you can see. Is there Are there, are there any other specific things that you would, uh, you know, like that tactic of looking at donor? I think that's great because it does tell you something. Anything else along those mm -hmm. lines? Well, I'm sure I'm certainly going to look at their Facebook page. Now, Facebook's got a horrible search engine. So it's not, you know, again, if you're yeah. looking for Joe Smith in Peoria, yeah. it's not going to work because even in Peoria, there's probably 10 Joe Smiths. Now, if you're looking for Joe Bufutnik, it'll probably work. But I'm going to look at someone's Facebook page. I'm also going to look at, um, there's a website, I, full transparency, it's one I developed because mm -hmm. Google News misses a lot. It's called yougotthenews.com, Y-O-U-G-O-T-T-H-E-N-E-W-S, yougotthenews.com. And I can search for articles on people. Now, where I'm also going to go, because searching for information on people can sometimes be a little bit creepy, as you brought up. I'm also going to, you know, if they're an executive at a company or even just they work at a company, mm -hmm. it, it works just as well finding company information. Hey, you know what? Uh, before I meet with people, I do a little bit of homework and guess what I found? Well, congratulations. I saw that your company's expanding. Can you tell me a little bit about that and what's it mean for you? Hey, guess what I found? I saw your company just won United Way Volunteer of the Year. 
that's amazing. You know, what were you involved in that in any way? Hmm. So company information is also pretty good. Um, if someone is referred, um, do you, do you also recommend, this is the low touch version of what you're talking about, but do you also recommend asking a couple of key questions from the person making the referral in a way oh, that's that wonderful. Is, yeah. you know, sort of uncovers that kind of stuff? Well, I think it's going to be similar value-based questions. So I'm obviously, you know, the, we'll, we'll ask the demographic questions, of course, you know, what's the person do for a living? Where do they work? Are they married? Do they have a family? Um, and then some of the psychographic questions will be things like, um, again, you know, do they have a political affiliate? Are they, are they strong politically? Should I avoid some conversations? Um, you know, what, what's important, you know, what's important to Steve? Uh, Hey, I'm going to be meeting with Julie. What, what are, what are some of the things, you know, is there anything I shouldn't say or anything I should you know, avoid, or is there anything she's really passionate about that I, that I, and I might even say, Hey, you know, before I meet, I might even say this to the person who, so let's say, Steve, you are going to refer me to Julie. I might say, Hey, Steve, you know, before I meet with Julie, I'm going to be, I'm going to do a little homework on her. I want to make sure I know what she cares about. Is there anything you think I should look for? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yes, I'm thank that's a great, I'm so glad you asked, you know, Julie was an alternate on the 1980 U.S. Olympic gymnastics team. Go yes. find an article on that that's and really mention true. it. How did I know you know that? Oh, you did yeah. your homework already. Well, I, I thought it was, well, Julie, was it? It was gymnastics and I think you were on the bobsled team in the winter Olympics, but they, Clear, uh, clearly. we didn't do the Olympics back in 80, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we've been talking, Sam, about, about prospects and referrals. Um, how, is there a way that this relates to existing clients? Yeah, I think it is because again, we, we oftentimes will meet with our existing clients, what, twice a year. And we call, we think as advisors that we're, you know, we're doing the big favor. We're going to do our annual client review. And uh, you know what a lot of clients call that? A sales call. Because what do you do in that annual client review? Hey, I've got a new annuity for you. This is a great fit. Or, you know, I know last time we got together, we talked about long-term care policy. I've got one for you. And, you know, it, 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 it hopefully it's not that bad, but, but, you should absolutely be looking up information on your existing clients, but even deeper on your existing clients, look for information on their kids, look for inf- look something. Um, and frankly, you can even set up a Google alert on your clients. I recommend everybody does that. Google.com slash alerts uh, on their company, on their, their clients, kids. Now, if you got a thousand clients, you're not going to not going to do this on everybody, but you, we all have, you know, what is it? The, the 80, 20 rule, the 20% of your top right, clients right. do this because you should be reaching out to those people. Anytime something goes on in their life. Hey, I saw that. Uh, I saw that junior scored three goals to send the soccer team to the state tournament. You must be so proud. Drop them a note. Um, you know, the other thing that's so important for, for clients. And I think this is the huge missed opportunity. We all hear this, that there's, you know, I think we're just at the beginning of the greatest transfer of wealth in, in world history. And, uh, I, you know, and, and I think advisors think all the time that, oh, yeah, when, when my client dies, I'm naturally going to get the new business from the kids. No, you're not. Because guess what? Those kids already have their own advisor because you've done a crap job of building a relationship with them over the past few years. You should be doing this kind of homework on the kids, especially as they're entering adulthood, 
in getting, you know, hey, Steve, uh, you know, uh, I've been working to, with your parents for years. I'm sure you've heard my name and they are so proud of you. You know, before I meet with met with you, I did a little bit of homework and I, I, I just can't believe some of the um, the businesses that you've built. It's such an honor to meet with you. So don't forget the the, the children of your clients because you're not going to it's not automatic that you're going to be capturing those assets when your clients uh, uh, move on. Yeah. Now, I know you mentioned one of the tools that you created, but you have a new tool out, right? Um, yeah, I created a, a, a program. It's called the Intel Engine, the Sales Intel Engine. And, and okay. what it is, let me tell you what it's not. It's not some super secret database. Um, it's <laughs> oh, not, you know, it's not buying, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not some silver bullet. What it is, is just a tool that allows you to search Google and other engines way faster than you can do on your own and helps you find information you probably didn't know existed. The easiest way to describe the Intel engine, imagine if you could fly over to Google headquarters and you get a meeting with Larry Page, the co-founder of Google, and you say, Larry, Google's pretty awesome, great movie reviews, wonderful restaurants. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as a financial advisor, these are the there's only 40 things I care about. Could you just tell your engineers to build a search engine just for those 40 things? Well, that's ridiculous, but that's what the Intel engine is. Mm. So the website is Intel, I-N-T-E-L, and then engine spelled a little bit weird, I-N-T-E-L-N-G-I-N.com slash advisor. And what it does is it's really a, a Google search built for financial advisors. So it, it'll help you find money in motion activity. What is that? New executives individuals who have recently been promoted, uh, people who are thinking of retiring based on their college graduation date. It will help you find qualified plans, qualified plans with self-directed options. So you can go in and work with, instead of having to get 20 people, uh, uh, you know, invite a thousand to get 20 people in the back of the steakhouse, knowing that 15 of them are just there for the free steak. Hopefully you get five meetings and one client. How about if you make 10 phone calls to CFOs at companies that just launched a self-directed option, you're going to go in and do a lunch and learn with all 50 of their employees. And the company's going to pay you to work with those employees on their 401k plan. And if you do a good job, you're going to gather the assets from all those employees. It helps you find those. It's got new search engines, list building tools in there, helps you find e email addresses. It's really, really powerful. And it's built for advisors. Again, Intel engine, N-G-I-N.com, Intel engine.com slash advisor. So if, if I was uh, looking for executives on the move and that sort of thing, it would, it would help me find those individuals. And then is it also sort of drilling down into some of the things we've just talked about and then but yes, then you need to research those people and such yeah there's a button in there that allows you to type in someone's name and again if their name's joe Bafutnik, it'll be much more accurate than joe yeah. smith but it'll pull up their linkedin page their facebook page nonprofit donations charitable okay. donations news articles and in the in the people search area there's an advanced search and where you can go in and let's say that you're uh let's say that you're in rotary right in and, uh, and you want to reach out to other people that are in Rotary. Let's say your best customer profile is chief executive officers. You can go in there and you can say, find me chief executive officers in Rochester, New York, uh, who are members of Rotary. And instantly, in less than two seconds, it will pull up a list of people who meet that profile. It'll pull up a list of their LinkedIn profile. So you can click. It takes you right to their LinkedIn page. You can connect with them on LinkedIn, which is going to be probably five times, 10 times more effective than sending them a blind email or a blind call. 
Um, and uh, it, it, it really, and now again, instead of saying, hi, my name's Sam, I'm a, finan- I'm a financial advisor. I'd like to link with you. I'd like to connect with you. It's, hey, my name is Sam, I'm a financial advisor. I see that we're, you know, you're a member of the Rochester, New York Rotary. I'm a member of the, of the White Plains, New York Rotary. I love uh, connecting with um, fellow Rotarians. You think you're going to get a, a response? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's so much more. I, I like I say, I am so tired of getting outreaches on LinkedIn <laughs> that are all about, you know, they're so vague. Right. Oh, I see that you've, you know, had incredible success. And it's just like, no, you haven't. It's not not specific to me. Um, But I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to use it. I'll use my daughter as an example. And she used it to network with people. But you you could be a same thing would work with an advisor. So my daughter graduates last May, number one in her class at the university or number one. She won the student of the year at the University of Missouri marketing. She wants to get in fashion marketing in New York. Um, if she had graduated in August of last year, she would have had her pick of jobs. May of last year, good luck. Worst job market in history. So her, her uh, advisor tells her to go into LinkedIn, find chief executive officers or chief marketing officers at fashion companies in New York, link with them, see if they'll give you an informational interview. I don't know how many she sent out, but I know it was more than 50. And you know how many responses she got back? The grand total of zero. Now, she was a member of Zeta Tau Alpha Sorority. So I said, Maddie, just log into the Intel engine. Do me this favor. She thinks I'm nuts. I'm a dork. I said, just trust me on this one. (laughs) Go in there. In the city, I want you to type in New York. In the job title field, type in chief. In the industry field, type in fashion. And in the other field, type in Zeta Tau Alpha. Within three seconds, she pulls up a list of probably 30 chief executives, chief marketing officers of fashion companies in New York, who are all members of Zeta Tau Alpha. Now when she reaches out, it's, hi, I'm Maddie Richter, recent graduate, but I'm one of your sisters from Zeta Tau Alpha. I was hoping I could get on the phone with you for 10 minutes and do an informational interview. I don't know the exact number. I think she sent out four. Guess how many responses she got back? Four. (laughs) She got back four. They all accepted because... Everything we're talking about comes down to one word, and that word is relevant. She was relevant to what the other person cared about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is I mean, such great information. I really appreciate it. Sam, you've given us a, a couple of websites. We'll put all this in the show notes. But uh, if, if anybody wants to learn more about your work broadly, where's the best place to go? Well, let's see. You could type my name into Google, and if I don't show up number one, two, three, four, fifty, and sixty, don't listen to anything I have to say. That's the easiest way to do it. But uh, the website is simple. It's Sam Richter, or uh, for financial advisors, we like to call it Rich Tur, because we will make you rich. No, I'm kidding. Um, Sam Richter, R I C H T E R dot com. Sam Richter dot com. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, Sam, this is such great stuff for advisors. Thank you so much for joining us again. Well, thank you for the honor, and you, you, you both do amazing work in the financial advisory community. Keep it up, and you, you, we're all changing lives. Thanks so much. Thanks. Hi, it's Julie again. It was great to have you with us on Becoming Referrable. If you like what you've been hearing, please do us a favor and rate us on iTunes. It really does help. You can get all the links, show notes, and other tidbits from these episodes at becomingreferrable.com. You can also get our free report, Three Referral Myths That Limit Your Growth, 
and connect with our blogs and other resources. Thanks so much for joining us.